Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. This is Ralph Graves. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr. So glad to have you guys here. Today, my guest is Maureen Mawage. How are you, Maureen? I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be on this show today. I'm so glad to have you here. Now, guys, let me tell you a little about Ma- Maureen. Maureen, uh, she grew up in Kenya. She grew yes. up in Kenya. She's now over here in, in the U.S. and um, she's uh, uh, she uh, she teaches product-based entrepreneurs the sales and marketing strategies that you need to scale to multi-million-dollar growth. And so Absolutely. I I thought it was important to have her on the program because I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and um, let's be honest, we're not doing it for fun. We're doing it because we want to grow. And I have someone here that can teach us how to grow. So welcome to the program, Maureen. Welcome. So glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my journey, my story, and everything good about retail and e-commerce today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your story. Let's talk about Kenya and how you got over here to the U.S. So I got over here to the U.S. by way of pursuing a higher education. So I was literally born and raised in Kenya, did my elementary high school college in Kenya. Wow. Uh, but in Kenya, I pursued a bachelor's in finance. Okay. However, the economy in Kenya is pretty rough. So when you go to school, it doesn't mean that you can get um, employed because everybody's doing the same thing. So a lot of people just don't have jobs. The poverty levels are steadily increasing. And I really wanted a way to position myself differently. Yeah. And the only way I could do that was to pursue education in the U.S. so that I could get a different experience with the intent of moving back to Kenya and growing the economy. Wow. So that's 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 a little bit of my, about my story. So when I left Kenya, I came to the University of Rochester, did a master's in business analytics. Okay. When I finished my master's in business analytics, I was really fortunate enough to get into the data space within the data space at that point in time, CPG companies, meaning consumer packaged goods, are the very few companies that really embedded data into their business, mainly because it's coming from consumer data and marketing. Okay. So um, soon after I started working for Nielsen, a lot of people know it as Nielsen Ratings Company, and I was fortunate enough to work with all the brands that um, we've mentioned before. So I did a lot of predictive analytics and soon after, I moved to the client agency side where I was really managing brands, being the voice of the customer and really ra- uh, learning the strategies to grow and scale. Okay. As oh. always, my parents are entrepreneurs. I've always had the entrepreneurship bag. I started my business on the side. It grew faster than my corporate <laughs> job. And so I took the plunge to become a full-time entrepreneur um, wow. alongside my corporate job. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening, you know, from, and I've had some on the show Um um, I, and, and there, there are some great people. Now, how does one get retail ready? Now they have a t-shirt business, a candle business, a, a juicing business. All these things are very popular now. They have all the, how, how to, and, and they want to move it from, they want to have the Damon John story. They want to move it from, from their kitchen 
and they want to move it into retail. They want to get retail ready. How would you tell some of our entrepreneurs listening? What's the first step? How do they go around doing that? The first thing starts from a mindset standpoint that you have to treat your business as a business and not a hobby. And I say that because we start our businesses on the side as a hobby and a lot of us stay in that framework of it being a hobby. So we don't invest in things that require us to scale. Let me talk about the number one thing that will determine whether you'll be successful in retail or not. It's your pricing. If you don't price your product correctly, even when you're doing it at the back of your kitchen or in your home, you cannot compete with the margins that the buyers are going to ask for. Right. Because this is what happens as entrepreneurs. We price based on what we think people can pay. But there's a science and a formula to pricing in such a way that you can sell sell both wholesale and retail. Okay. There's two things I want to address. Moving the mindset from this is what I do on the side to this is it. Even even while I have a nine to five, even while I have another. And I I think that brain shift is very, very important. We have to make that brain shift um, because so many times, like you said, we start things on the side and we treat it like it's on the side. That's however you want to treat it that way. I think that entrepreneurs, um, maybe not the ones listening now, or maybe some listening now, they believe that, oh, I can, I can quit my nine to five. Well, when you quit your nine to five, when you have your own business, you're no longer working nine to five. You're working 24 seven. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even on Sunday. (laughs) Right. So it can't be, so it can't be, this is what I do on the side. I like that you said that. And I hope you guys pay attention to that, that this is my calling. This is it. This is this is what I'm doing. And so now we start talking about pricing, not even now, because I need to ask you this, too. I know a lot of times we're talking about our goods and services as far as T-shirts, whatever we're doing, stuff like that. But what about coaching programs? Mm. What about? You know, those things like that. What about online coaching programs? You know, because I have a coaching program and pricing, pricing is very important, you know, when it when it comes to that. And so you say know your pricing. And you said there's a formula to pricing. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to sell it for this or that. What is that formula? For the product-based businesses, it's understanding your raw materials. So the, the 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 products that are needed to create the finished good. There's also factoring in labor. People don't pay themselves. We take ourselves out of the equation. So what's the labor needed to bring the product to life? And then there's also the overhead. Well, you're doing it to the back of your kitchen. There is space, the utilities you're running. Yeah. Then add in a desired profit margin. Profit within the product space is something that people avoid to talk about. And I'm talking about this, especially um, because I work with women, it's like there's a stigma around making money. There's a stigma around having so much money. You need to have profit in order to run your business. Yeah. Profit is the lifeblood of your business, and it's what will allow you to get into retail. For the service space, I don't know whether there's a formula, but for the service space, I believe in charging and pricing your product high, high ticket because you want to price your product at the level that gives your customer skin in the game. That's right. Because yes. 
Yes. Because when you do high ticket, the person who pays that high ticket is ready to invest in themselves and is going to see the transformation that you've promised. And yes. also it allows you as a business owner to show up because you're worthy. If your program is tanking, you're going to show up very different if you charge your program 2K. Yeah. And the person who's going to pay 10K is actually going to get a better transformation because they're doing the work. Yes, yes. You're, you're, you're preaching. You're preaching. I love it. I hope you guys are writing down that formula because we've heard parts of that formula going back to going back to retail, going back to product base. We've heard, but we 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 haven't really heard all of it. I like what you said. I like how you ran it down. Um Run it down one more time, just in case they didn't hear it, for the okay. product base. So for product-based businesses, understand your raw materials. Raw what materials. Is, Write yes. it down. Raw material. Second thing is the labor. What is the energy needed to bring the product to life? And let me stop right there. No one counts in that labor. And when I say factor in that labor, how much time will it pull you away from your family? <laughs> how much how much gas are you going to have to burn in your car? Are you going to have to miss a soccer game, your daughter's soccer game, your son's spelling bee? I don't know. All of that is factored in the labor. I'm sorry. I, I just product labor. Because I, I think people forget about yes. that yes. charging for that. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. And then when they forget to do that, they can't hire to scale. Yes. Because you scale in two ways. I'm sorry to get into this right now. You scale through pricing and team. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't price labor, you can't hire somebody to do the job. So you're the bottleneck yeah. in your business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's raw materials. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is labor. There's also overhead. So what are these expenses that you have to incur regardless of whether you sell the product? So think about warehouse. Think about rent. Think about utilities. Those are things that you have to pay for every single month, regardless of whether you sell the product or not. Yeah, yeah. Then factor in your desired profit margin. Yeah. And you get your price. There you go. Because what happens? Because what happens? People use a professor Google strategy. Look at what competitors are doing, or a multiplier. It doesn't work. Big brands don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and I think a lot of the, the small or just startup entrepreneurs, whether it's, whether it's product or, or, or whether it's selling a coaching package, they don't think of any of this. They just, they just want to produce something. And then, like you said, it's also, there's always a stigma attached to our, pro, our pricing and our profit. Some people find that, some people find it hard to make profit. Like they don't, it's like they're ashamed mm -hmm. to get paid for what they produce. Yeah, that that's a that's a stronghold mindset, mm -hmm. if you will. You know, <laughs> that's 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 tough. Let me ask you: Were your parents entrepreneurs in Kenya? Yes, they actually have an equivalent of a Home Depot in Kenya. Really? Yes. Really? What's the yes. name of it? It's called Kans Trading. Kans is our family name. K A G S. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're here and they're there yes. doing their thing. That's awesome. Yes. So like you said, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the, it's in the bloodline. Why is it important for product-based entrepreneurs to know their numbers? It's important to know your numbers because that's how you're going to scale. Okay. Let me, let me explain why. 
Okay. A lot of people think that scaling requires so much time, so much effort, so much energy. Yeah. Scaling is literally looking at what is working, duplicating it, and amplifying it. Okay. Yeah. So you won't know what is working if you don't look at your numbers. Yeah. yeah. We can give an example of product-based businesses. We think having too many products makes us look great. But you actually know that you will not be able to scale when you have too many products. Wow. And here's why. Your products start eating the margins of each other because you're making customers choose from multiple options. Okay. So if product A was making $100, then you introduce three other products, customers will move to product C and D, and the sales of product A will decline, even if it was your hero product. Wow. Wow. So, so it, does, it doesn't pay to have a whole lot of products. It doesn't pay to have a lot of products and people don't look at their numbers to see that this is actually a, a problem. I'm going to talk about a client, I'm not going to mention their name, they're a leading hair care company in the UK. She had an, an average about 500 products in her assortment before we started working together. Okay. When I started running the numbers, I told her, if you literally cut your assortment by 50%, you will get an additional $250,000 on top. Wow. And that will allow you to scale because at that point in time, when you're advanced in business, you start feeling like I'm doing everything, but nothing is moving the needle. Okay. Okay. So she was having problems with manufacturers. Like, I don't know how much to order. I don't know what to market. My social media team is not marketing all products. So some products were moving and other products were not moving. And I told her to simplify all this, you have to cut your assortment. Trust me right now, she's cut her assortment. She's only telling, uh, selling 10 and she's not a million dollars in a span of three months. Wow. I hope you guys are paying attention because a lot of times we think that we have to add on, add a new flavor, add a new product, Add add a add something else to it. Get good at doing, you know, your top three to five things, and that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It's it's even in life. A, a book that I really love is the one thing. Yeah, you know what? It's on my shelf. You can't see it behind me. I love it. I love that book. The one thing. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. That's all. Take one thing. Do it well. Become a master it at it, and just re- rinse and repeat. And this probably answers the question on why sometimes we have a favorite product and then we don't see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You just answered that question. Yeah. Sometimes we have a favorite product from a favorite company mm-hmm. and then after a while we don't see it anymore. They, they've they learned the secret. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Oh, you're in the business of making money. If yes. this is cannibalistic or, or margin decretive, then why yeah. do I need to have it? Yeah. I love it. Here's the big question. Here it comes. Here's the big question. We're looking at the battle is on retail versus e-commerce. The battle is raging. looks like e-commerce is winning. How do you decide which one to go for? And what are some of the common pitfalls for some of our entrepreneurs? How does the entrepreneur decide which one do I go for? Because in every arena, every arena, I mean, I, 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 along with doing this and wrote a book myself and, and my coaching programs, I pastor a church. And so you have to have an online presence as strong as you have an in-person presence. But now in the area of retail, that battle, like some people will no longer leave home. I can order it. And 
Amazon has it at your house in hours if you pick the right product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's the battle? I mean, the battle. So how how do I choose? How do I choose? You know, um, which one is good for me as a business owner or something like you know as a business or someone trying to get my my goods and services out there? And what are some of the common pitfalls of each? Share. Granted, the big brands are now getting an e-commerce presence, so I wholeheartedly stand on e-commerce. Yes. I. It's the future. We are all about convenience. Consumer behavior has is changing, and now with COVID, it has changed tremendously. Changed so the e- whole game. Yes. Changed the whole game. So e-commerce is where it's at. Not to discount retail. Here's the thing with retail: you have to be ready from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint to answer that question: Can I do it? And because this is the thing, mindset from a personal standpoint, it's all mindset. Right. Am I ready to scale and become big? Okay. Because, and I'm saying this because a lot of my people are makers. So there's always the fear of, can I produce enough? Okay. Right. Are you ready to, do you have the mindset to have a system distribution that will get into retail? And from a business standpoint, you have the capabilities, your pricing, your, can you produce the volume? The financial step, the, the financial, um, the financial demands of retail. Yes. Can you can you deal with that? Because retail oftentimes pay by credit, so yeah. you can produce. You send them the product, but sometimes they'll pay you either between net thirty to ninety days. Right, right. So that's why I say it's good to have an e-commerce platform that is already running like a well-oiled machine, and this is secondary. Okay. Right. Yeah. So think about. Just make sure you you can come to terms with that. And that's why you'll see a lot of brands will get acquired and then get into like retail. Okay. You know, so like Tatcha got acquired by Unilever. Then now you see her in Sephora, you see her scaling because it's it's work. It's, it's work to be on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's work. But it's, it's work. great visibility for your brand, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but so there are pitfalls to each of them. There, mm-hmm. there are pitfalls, and and um, it's worked in it. But you know, I I think um, if I, as an entrepreneur, I let me let me be totally transparent. I didn't. I have never told anyone this on this arena, this global arena that I'm now on. Right, global platform. I had um, a clothing line out. Yeah, I was Hello. young. Yeah, oh, okay. I was. I was a kid. I was. I was young. I mean, much younger. I was in my 20s. And I wish I knew some of the things you told me right now. You know, um, I wish I knew that I would be able to, it would have took off. It wasn't t-shirts. It was actually, it was, it was, I was working with designers and everything. It was dress shirts. It was the whole mm-hmm. night, you know, <laughs> but I wish I had, I wish I had, had really known what, what you're talking about around right now. Okay. What are some of the critical components that brands need to know to get ready, to get retail ready? Critical components, talked about, we addressed pricing, packaging. Yes, packaging, let's talk packaging. Let's talk packaging. This is the thing, when we are starting businesses, we just plaster things together. Yes. We plaster our packaging together, like this colors look good, but packaging is not complex. Okay. You're thinking of getting into Target, let's say you're selling a hair care product and you really want to get into Target. Do you know what you need to do? Just go and take a picture of the hair care set 
a target. Okay. Look at what the competitors have and okay. try and create what is already on shelf. Okay. The reason I say that because those products to seat on shelf have already been vetted by a buyer. Okay. So they already have the parameters of the things that will make them successful or retail ready. So replicate that on your brand. Wow. Because at shelf, it's all about visibility. Can you be seen? Yeah. 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 Because if you can't be seen, nobody's going to buy. It's also about placement. Yeah. With, with, with the same work it, with e-commerce, with the same work, if, I, if I'm scrolling and I'm looking for a product, there are some, now I know you, 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 you pay for product positioning, I'm sure. But there are some things that catch the eye as well. Yes, yes. For e-commerce, it's all about legibility. Right, okay. Your labels and your packaging have to be legible because we are literally relying on the photography of the product so if I can't read what is on the package online, then why am I going to buy? If you notice what the big brands are doing right now that are focusing a lot on e-commerce, they have very simple packaging. Very simple. It's, yeah. it's, very, it's just the name, the product, and probably the size because they understand that it's saturated. There's so much competition online. So how do I stand out? Simplicity is making, is killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the online shopper, wants to grab something quick. I don't need, I don't need to read the whole, I don't need to read it. The whole package. Just tell me what it is. Like you said, the size of it. Yeah. What is it? I'm going to click. I'm going to buy it. Exactly. Simplicity. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, you have a phrase that you learned and I didn't, you, you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but you have a phrase that you learned called never abandon what could be a seven figure brand for a six figure paycheck. That sounds, that sounds juicy. Explain that to us. I'm so glad you asked me because it ties back to what I mentioned about having the mindset that this is it. So let me give you a story. When that okay. phrase came up, <laughs> I was I was at the crossroad of, do I leave my full-time job to do my business or do I keep doing this thing, the both of them together? Okay. And like the universe would have it. Okay. I got an amazing new corporate job right at the time I was supposed to make a decision. Uh, that's the way it always happens. Literally, it was double <laughs> my pay in corporate. It was a managerial position. Wow. And I couldn't wrap my head around what to do. I knew what I needed to do, but I couldn't take the leap of faith. Yeah. And wow. my mentor told me, Maureen, you have filled a gap. That is not in the market right now. So don't you dare abandon your seven-figure empire wow. for a six-figure paycheck. Wow. And the minute he told me that, I declined the offer I got that was double my pay, and I submitted my resignation. Wow. Wow. And, and so many of us do that. I call that the golden handcuffs. Mm -hmm. The golden handcuffs. You know, you're still handcuffed. You're not doing what you were born to do, what you were created to do. It, it's it's golden, but you still got handcuffs on. That's an awesome story. That's an awesome story. Listen, I, I just want to thank you for being on this program with me today. I want to thank you for opening up our eyes and helping some of our entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. How can they reach out to you? How can they find you? Is there an email? Um, how, can they contact you? Can uh, how, how can they do that? Yes, they can find me in two ways. The first way they can go to my website, it's www.startwardconsulting.com. 
S-T-A-R-T-W-A-R-D-Consulting.com or you can find me in my amazing Facebook group. It's called Product Entrepreneurs Who Scale. So just type on Facebook, Product Entrepreneurs Who Scale. You'll be prompted to answer three questions and you can join me where I literally do weekly teachings for free to wow. educate people on how to run their businesses. Wow, that's awesome. Guys, all of those links will be in the bio here. Right When, when you see the show's description, I'm going to make sure we put in all of her links in there. Guys, I want you to get over there. I mean, you can't. Free training? Free training? If you really want this, if you really want it, first of all, like she said, stop treating it like it's a side job. Stop treating it like this is what you do on the side. Get over there, get some of this free training, begin your journey with this unstoppable entrepreneur who turned down six-figure income for her seven-figure dream. And she's living it right now. She's living it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, her name is Maureen Mogway. Say it again, I messed it up. Mogway. Yes, Maureen Mogway. And she's been a guest on the Unstoppable program. Maureen, thank you for being with us. And uh, I, this won't be the last time you're on. Will you come back and join oh, us again? Yes. Oh, yes. More than happy to talk about the mindset required for success. That See that? Look, the mindset required for success. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks. Guys, you've been listening to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Grace Jr. Come on and share this with somebody. And let's be unstoppable together. See you now. Thank you so much for having me.